everyone can learn how to sell. So sometimes individuals think, well, you know, I don't know how to sell. I haven't been to school. I see all these salespeople that they, they're real smooth, they're real savvy. You know, they go in and they just close. You can do it too. You just have to learn the different fundamentals. What's up, family? Welcome to another episode of the Traffic Sales and Profit Show. My name is Lamar Tyler, and I'm your host. And today we're talking about sales. We want you to sell more of your product, of your service, to overcome objections, to get to the money. But you can't get to the money if you don't know how to sell. And I got the perfect person with me today, Calvert Coakley. I call him Cal the Closer, right? Cal the Closer is in the building. He's the co-founder of the Coakley Financial Group. And my man, right, TSP Mastermind yes, Collaborative Alum. Yes, we go way back. Way, way, way back. <laughs> you like about to tell stories. I'm telling stories on here. I don't need the people knowing all my background. Okay. <laughs> What's going on, man? Good to man, see you. Man, I'm excited to be here, man. Thanks for the opportunity, Lamar. Nah, no problem. I'm, I'm excited to have you too because I always love when we talk because you help people learn how to close. That's right. And and always tell people, right, if, you know, uh, so many entrepreneurs, especially black entrepreneurs, have businesses where they say, I want to serve people and I want to help people. And I, I got this product, got this service that's going to help the community. But what I tell them is that if you can't sell, you can't serve. That's correct. Man, what, what you think about that? I agree with that. Um, we are, one, of the, one of our model is sales is a teachable skill. Mm. You know, anyone can learn how to sell. So as long as you're thought and trained, mm -hmm. everyone can learn how to sell. So sometimes individuals think, well, you know, I don't know how to sell. I haven't been to school. I see all these salespeople that they, they're real smooth. They're real savvy. You know, they go in and they just close. You can do it too. You just have to learn the different fundamentals. So you got to be born. Cause I've heard people say that, like, I'm just not born with it. Yeah. Right. Like that's, some people, or, the or they, or they think that somebody's good. Hey, they just had like some natural God just blessed them with the ability to sell stuff, but they can actually learn it. Yes. Cause those people had to learn it too. They had to learn the different processes, different theories, the different skills that they need to get them to the next level. And a lot of it has to do with confidence and mindset. Mm, confidence and mindset. Confidence and mindset. You gotta believe that you can close that sale. You mm. gotta believe that this is for me, this product is for this person, that service is for this person. Mm, so that's good, I, I wanna put a pin in that right there, right? Because you talk about believing in what you're actually selling. Yes. And, and I, I was telling somebody recently you know, we do events, um, oftentimes I might, you know, sell a product or service from the stage or something we have. But I was telling somebody that before I actually go out to sell it, I literally take a second and think about the fact that I'm gonna change somebody's life. And I gotta go through and do my, I gotta execute, I gotta do my part of it, but I don't have any doubt, like you said, right? I got total confidence that I'm a close, that people gonna, you know, do what they need to do to join, sign up, right? Get a hold of the product that I'm, I'm offering. But I also know that I'm gonna change somebody's life and I believe in it. So that, I feel like that makes me a better salesperson when I go to sell because I believe in what I'm doing, right? That's correct. So, so you can't just be out here selling whatever, or, or most people can't be out here selling whatever, right? Yes. You really gotta stand behind what you, what you do. Yeah, and let me reflect because you know, uh, we have our own insurance agency, right? Yep. Co-founder of the Coakley Financial Group, my wife works with me. But one of the things we do is we sell final expense life insurance, right? And one of the things I ask the, the, my team do you have a policy on yourself? Mm. So how can you sell something, right? Because if now, if you bought it, then you, that means you believe in it. 
you have the product as well. So now you can actually explain it and you can actually show the client more details and benefits about the product because you got it too. Mm. I'm curious, when you've um, sold it yourself, has a client ever asked you, do you own it? All the time. All the time. <laughs> All the time. You know, and I give you a true story. Before, when I first started, I didn't have any. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes I have to tell the, the white lie, you know, yeah, I got it too. <laughs> you know, but but uh, yes, they do ask. They say, Mr. Coakley, are you in this program as well? Mm. And I'll say, yeah. Because you say it's so great. So yeah. if it's so great, why wouldn't yeah, you own it yourself? Yeah. You know, I have a membership card. I pull it out and I show it to them. I said, matter of fact, my whole family said, here's my wife's. Wow. That's good. That's good. So we got to stand behind it. Mindset, confidence. We got to stand behind what we actually right. are selling and what we believe in. Now, um, how long have you been selling and where did you learn the skills? Was it just trial and error? Was it like, hey, you know what? I had to dive in and do research and, and learn these things. Tell me about it. That's a good question. Um, I I got to go way back, way back. You know, I grew up in the Virgin Islands, right? Uh, United States Virgin Islands, St. Thomas Virgin Islands. And as a kid, because I'm trying to, I had to reflect where I got good at sales. And I remember as a kid, we used to sell, I used to sell newspapers. Mm. You know, I used to go out and sell newspapers. And my other siblings, they used to sell too, but they'll come back home with theirs and I came back home empty mm. with zero. So I said, hmm. So I started thinking back when I fell into sales because prior to that, I got a degree in business, a master's in telecom. I was a project man manager for an IT firm, big uh, IT firm, telecom firm, you know? So I never really did any sales sales. But then when I got laid off from that company, right? And I kept looking around, I told my wife, I mean, I don't like that experience or feeling anymore. I wanna do something different. At the time, my wife was selling property and casualty. She already had an insurance license, right? But I did some research and I found out that there were more money in the life side of the business, right? So when I did that, I went ahead and the, you, you remember the mortgage protection? Yep. In the day, that was a big thing. So I said, man, if people was making 15, 20,000 a weekend, I said, what, selling mortgage? I said, well, I need to jump on that. And that's how I fell into the sales thing. So I went and took my my test for the for the my test for 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 the life insurance. After I did that, I got my license and I started working for a uh, mortgage uh, protection company. And I really didn't. I wasn't that successful at it because I wasn't selling as much as I, I thought I would. And then I fell in onto the life side, which is the life insurance and final expense. And that's when my business took off. And that's when I got really good. But I got a lot, I got beat up, Lamar, beat up. What I mean by that is I got a lot of no's. Mm. A lot of no's, a lot of those clothes, people calling me names. See, the thing with sales is that you cannot take it personal. Mm, that's good. Because if you know the product and services that you offer, don't take it personal. Take it as it's part of the business. Mm. That's good. And that's how I, I was continue to grow, continue to grow. And I got better and better, start to build a team, start to introduce other people to the business. We start to build an agency. 
And now we 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 do over a million dollars a year in sales. And you're talking about you said hey getting doors closed. You mean like physically doors? Because you're talking about going door to door, right? Yes. Door like a lot of, a lot of people out here watching, they like oh it's too hard. And they talking about just the internet. Like they don't want to send somebody an email. You talking <laughs> like you physically out here I'm knocking? Knocking on your door and you open it up and you ask me why are you in front of my house? <laughs> I didn't ask for you to come here. This sounds like a dangerous line of work, Cal. <laughs> in certain certain neighborhoods, this can be considered a dangerous line of work. That's right. But you know things take. Technology have changed since the pandemic. We can now do it via telephone and in, in the field. Okay. And we're expanding in that area as well. I love it. So um, let's go and talk about, you said mindset, confidence, what you have. Like like when you're training, because now you got an agency, agency, you know, you got other agents. When you're training them, what are some of the first things that you focus on? Hey, this is how you begin to get good at sales. First thing, uh, we got to go back to the belief. Okay. We got to first believe in that we can do it. Believe in the product that you're, that you're selling or the service that you're providing. So first, I, I told him you have to believe in yourself and you also have to plug in to leadership, which is me, mm -hmm. right? Because if you're not calling me each and every day, right, just to say, hey, Cal, this is what's going on until you get to a point where you feel comfortable. But if you're new doing this, you want to plug into me so I can help correct where you went wrong. Mm. Tell me about what's good. If you're in the house or on the phone, call me so you know, so you can tell a customer we're doing quality control. Let me call my manager. Yeah. So they call me up and I'll walk them through the process to help them close that sale. Mm. So first thing I tell them is to believe in themselves, mindset, plug into the to the system. All the trainings we have, I want you to plug into our weekly training conference calls and I want you, I want you to believe in yourself and also plug into books, audios, other motivational things that's going to keep your mind right and positive. So I give them certain things that they need to listen to. One of my favorite things I listen to is a 30-minute tape. It's by Earl Nightingale. And he it goes way back but he talks about sales and what how sales is one of the number one things career to, to actually pursue because every company needs a sales professional or marketing division without sales that company cannot operate wow you know and that's totally true right because again if you don't have sales you don't have a business you don't so so they get um training support mentorship you talk big about that personal development piece yeah. and and what i think about when you talk about personal development is the fact that you're gonna get so many no's and that's what i tell entrepreneurs right and, and either I think we become a little soft in the internet age because we used to just telling people go to our website and then we don't really have that face-to-face -face interaction. But even on the website, only a few percentage of the people gonna buy. So if I'm talking to people, a lot of times it may be like only a percentage of the people gonna buy, so I gotta do the numbers to move through, right? That's correct. Right, ooh, that's good. That's correct. Um, what I also, cause we're on the phone now a lot. Mm -hmm. So what I have to tell, teach the agents is that, hey, you know, you gotta act like you're still in front of that, in, that individual. Because they can feel you, believe it or not. If you're not smiling. It's true. You can hear smile over the phone. You, you got to smile. You have to have, you got to really become an actor. An actress is when you're in sales. And you have to smile. You got to warm up. You got to get to know that individual. You know, find out what, they, what they're looking for. You have to do that fact finding. So then therefore you can go in and mix. So when you get the fact finding down, now you know what they're looking for. What their needs are. And then you can go in and close. Mm. 
That's good. Now, what are some of the biggest um, concerns, I guess, that new people have when it comes to sales? Like, what, do, what are you hearing from them? What are some of the questions or the fears, or objections they have about selling? Uh, I don't like, believe it or not, people don't like to be told no. That's a big deal. Yeah, it's going to be tough in sales, though. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it is. You know, oh, again, like I said earlier, they take it personal. So I try to teach them, don't take that part personal. Another thing I, I try to teach them as well, you have to ask for the sale. See what happens? Yes, you see what happens a lot of time is that you will go through the whole presentation, your whole process with your business. You, the client is shaking their head. They're saying yes, 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 where I need to sign and you don't, you won't able to say, so can I get your check? You know, can I get the credit card? I need to sign right here. You'll be surprised. Yeah. That's why a lot of sales a loss, but because they don't ask for the sale. Not even, you know, and and that's good. That's something I always tell our clients because I see so many times, like you said, they do all the things, but then they get there and that's what they get scared at. Yeah. It's like I've done, I've done all this work of, of calling, getting the lead, following up, talking to them, nurturing them, you know, uh, uh, supporting them, all these things, but not asking them to just straight up pay. Wow, wow, wow. And you hear that a lot. Another one is follow up. Yeah. A, a lot of, a lot of uh, people in sales, believe it or not, do not follow up. And you, if you ever heard it before, the fortune is in the follow-up. Definitely. Right? Because most sales are not done the first time you talk or speak to a person. That's good. And you know, when you just said the other part, the first one about um, people like not saying no, that's what I thought about. Because when people say no to me, I don't really internalize it as no. I internalize it not right now. Not right now. Because as yeah. long as I stay consistent that's right. and I stay in front of you top of mind, and I believe in a product, you gonna need the product sooner or later. When you're ready, I'm gonna be here, right? And, and that's even important to staying in the game. Yes. Right? Like, yes. like, like getting those reps in, getting the shots, yes. you still say, hey, when you come looking, you know where to find me. And a lot of times, not even waiting for them to come find you, but just staying in touch and doing those touch points so that, hey, you know what? When they do need you at the right time, like I said, you follow up and boom, you're there when they need you. That's it. So uh, it's crucial. People lose a lot of money because they don't follow up. Mm. They miss the sales because that's why I said it and I say it again. The fortune is in the fire because you're not going to, 80 to 90% of your sales are not going to be up the first time you talk to that individual. Mm. I've had clients that told me, call, I call them for a year, email, text them. As long as they kept telling me, yeah, I'm not ready yet. Yeah. They, didn't they didn't tell me, say, I don't want it. I don't, I I'm done. No, I'm good. Keep following up. And even that's a nugget, because most people don't actually say no. no. Right? Like, they tell you, like, hey, yeah. you know, like, not right now, right or now. they give you something else. Yeah. But we internalize that as no a lot of times. Yeah. And then we go pick up our little ball and go in the corner <laughs> and salt. But, like, you know, you even pointed that out. Most people, a lot of people actually don't say no. They say not right now. They say, hey, you know what, now's not a good time. If you're a six- or a seven-figure entrepreneur, a black business owner, and you don't know where to go, if you feel like you're alone, if you feel like you don't have anyone to talk to that gets how you feel or gets the pressures of being a business owner in today's climate, guess what we do? I wanna introduce you to the Traffic Sales and Profit Mastermind. Now in the TSP Mastermind, we have a 12 month program that's gonna help you reach your next six, seven or eight figures in business over the course of a year. Now along that year, we have one-on-one -on -one coaching, we have accountability, we have community, we have live events, and everything you need in order to reach the next level. For more information, visit us at www.trafficsalesandprofit.com.
whatever, when they say that, how are you, like you said, following up to make sure you still get your money? Great. You know what? I, I always teach this here. Always come off to your client like you're extremely busy. You may just be starting today, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but you got to say, hey, Mr. Jones, Mrs. Jones, you know, I have a busy schedule and I want to see where I can fit you in. When is the best time for me to call you mm. or follow back up with you? I love that. I had to tell an agent that today. I said, yeah, that's what you tell them. You know, you get, let them tell you. You yeah. make a note and you you follow back up. Yeah. And they might tell you the same thing. I'm not ready yet. I said, no problem. Again, my schedule is busy, Mr. Jones. But, so I want to see when it's going to be a good time for us to connect again. Yeah, that's a great point. Because even as we've grown our business and family, um, I think people now are busier than they've ever been. And a lot of times I just literally don't have time to make a decision or don't have time to go into something or I know if I buy it, I'm not going to be ready to do whatever I got to do once I get it. So I actually love it when people follow up with me. You know, and people say all the time, well, I'm sorry to be sending you this email or sending it to you again. But I'm like, no, I actually love it when you do that because I'm legit just busy, right? Like I want you, like, and again, right, it's, it's all our mindset. You talked about it in the very beginning. You said first thing is mindset. So our mindset tells us that the person don't want it right then that, you know, we're bothering them, you know, that we're annoying them, that they want us to leave them alone. Yes. But literally, I love it when people follow up. Like if they send me something, I don't respond, and they send it again like two weeks, like until I say, hey, don't send it, or I'm good, I literally love it when they follow up. I like, I got a good story for that. I had a client that I was calling, like I said, for a year. Mm -hmm. She said, man, I love your persistency. You continue to reach back out to me. And she bought. Mm. Just because you persisted and followed up. Kept following up. Yeah. Because so most people would have quit. Yeah, said a lot about you in that moment to yes. her. Yes. So she's like, okay, this is who yes. I want yes. to actually buy from. Yes. And then she's going to refer the people to me. Mm. I love it. I love it. So um, when they get, you know, mindset, they personally develop and they start to get past the no. We know that we all can get no's. But a lot of times, even before no's, we have objections, oh. right? And objections, I always tell people that no matter what, the person you talk to, they got objections in their mind. Yes. Now, you can try to ignore them, or I think a lot of people in their mind say, I hope they don't bring up the price. I hope they don't, yes. like whatever the thing is, price objection, hope, hope they don't ask me about this thing that people always ask me about, and they try to run away from it. How are you teaching, you know, um, your team and also clients to hire you for sales conversations? How are you teaching them to handle objections? Um, good question, Lamont. Objection is, is part of sale, the sales process. Because, but you got to look at objection is that they still maybe need some more information. Mm, that's good. That's, that's an excellent way to look at it. I love that. Yeah, they need more information, you know, and, oh, it's not the right time, right? But if they love the product, you're providing a service, you're answering their, their, uh, their pain point, you know, you have the solution that they're looking for, you know, it might be saving them money, you know, a uh, way for their company to expand. You know, so yes, you'll get those objections, but you look at it and you ask them, you say, hey, you know, tell me, tell me, maybe you didn't understand what I was saying. Is there something else that's missing? Please ask more questions. Hmm. That's good. So getting to the bottom of what bottom it really of it. Is. Yeah, there's something behind it. It could be the price at the time. It's not the right time. You know, uh, I need to wait a little longer. 
you know, uh, I need some more information. Mm. Oh, what I always say, because that price, you know, recently we did a challenge to ask people, like, hey, what's the, what's the biggest objection why people don't buy it? A lot of people say price. And I always like to think that if people have an objection about price, you haven't demonstrated enough value. That's right. Like, like what's your take on that price piece? Because I'm sure, you know, you hear that a lot from people. Yeah. You know, we say, you know, price versus value. And, and price is, it's a myth to me. Mm. Because people wouldn't be buying UCX, people rolling around in expensive cars, you know, <laughs> bags, you know, clothes, you know. So you, so price is a myth. You know, people will pay for what they want. That's true. They will pay for what they want. If you're if you're hitting their their pain point, they will pay for it. So if they if you solving that problem, it doesn't matter the price. So it's price against value. Is it a value? Is they value to valuable to them? Is it need the need? You know, is it is it meeting their their pain point? Is it actually going to help their company? Are they going to benefit from it? They don't care what the price is. Hmm. So realize again, like you said, what that real value is of what you're offering, how you can compare it to what the actual price is. And I even like you said, right? Like making people realize again, which is mindset, that the same people who you say can't afford your thing. Is the person with that new Lexus? That's right. Is the person with the new Benz? That's right. Is the person with the the, <laughs> the foreign sports car, yes. top down in the summertime, taking all the trips? Expensive bags. I mean, you know, women. So yeah, you like. Wait a minute. <laughs> you know, you go to talk to some of these people. And he's like, wait a minute. This you can afford that, and you got all this. I was like, you know. So it's so yeah. There will people buy from people they like. And they buy if you're providing them a service that they can benefit from. Mm. It's the it, it's like what is in it for me? Yeah, that's the mentality for cost for a client. What is in it for me? I don't mind spending, but what I'm gonna how am I gonna benefit from this? Yeah, mm, that's good. That's good. All right. So um, with people that come, give me one more big objection that you hear a lot besides price, and how could you overcome that? One of the biggest objections I get is that uh, I can't afford it, mm. which goes back to price. Mm. But that's a big one. You know, I can't afford it. So and it's not that it costs too much. That it costs much. It's like, hey, yeah, I see the value. See the it. value. I just, I just I, don't I, have the money. I just don't have the money right now. That's good. Because it seemed like yeah. similar, but it is a slight say, say difference. So you have different. to attack a little bit. Yeah. yeah, I don't have the money right now. I said, no problem. You know, we can get you, you know, that's where you're in your business, you're in your sales department. You need to have some tears. Yeah. Okay, we can start you out right here with our emergency plan or, or incidental plan. And then we can step you up. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's half the cost. How does that sound? Hmm. And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Cause they already sold. Yeah. And it's given the ability to start yeah. somewhere, right? Just yeah. emphasize the hey, like the main thing is yeah. that you get to get started. If you get started somewhere, you're so, better than when you were yeah. off before we got on this phone or before I, you know, came into your home. That's right. I love it. Good stuff. Hey, I want to ask you, because uh, I know somebody's watching this and saying, hey, it's great. Other things I often hear as well from people is that I don't want to be salesy. You ever heard that before? All the time. <laughs> All the time. What do you say to the, to the person that says, I need to sell something, Cal, but I don't want to be salesy? You don't want to be salesy? Well, you don't have to be. Most successful uh, sales professionals are not. Because as long as you care about the customer, you're providing, you put a, providing value, you know, you're, you're actually helping them with their problems, you know, and you're caring. You don't have to be, you don't have to be sneezy to be a, to be a really good, 
a sales professional. Mm. You know, you just got to be honest. Treat someone like how they want you, to, how you want to be treated. Believe it or not, sales is a conversation. It's it. building a relationship. It's oh. a business relationship. You know, you're having a conversation. You know the product or service you have. You tell them about it. I tell, I tell, I tell uh, the agents when they come on board. First off, brand new, just had the test. Don't know nothing about sales. I said, this is what I want you to do. I want you to learn the, the product, right? And the application. That's all I want you to learn. I want, so that's going to help you to make money right now. All the other stuff going to come. It's going to come by with time. Because you, the more you do it, the better you're going to get. I love it. You know, I, I think that's perfect because when we talk about people saying they don't want to be things, I don't want to be salesy. I don't want to be this, don't want to be that. Like you said, you can either use that as an excuse to run away from whatever it is you're trying to do. Or like you said, you can say, hey, you know what? If I don't want to be salesy, let me just do the opposite thing of people that were salesy and I want to be better. I feel like the same way people say, well, um, you know, when I, you know, work for this person, I didn't like the way they treated me. Well, treat your people different. Right, like you still can do the same thing, but literally operate outside and away from the things you don't like about it, create a different environment, and I think that'll attract even more people to you. Because if people say, I don't like to be sold to buy somebody that sells you, right? Yes. But they would love to be sold by you if that's not the approach that you take. That's right. And digging into it deeper, but not using that as an excuse not to sell and realize, and again, we got a lot of entrepreneurs that watch. That's right. If you got a product or service, you gonna have to sell something. It's like we're in business to sell. So <laughs> unless we start here making donations of our time and talents, like we literally have to learn. You said it's a teachable skill. We're going to have to learn that skill in order to become better, in order to make more money, and then in order to get our products and services into the hands of people that can use them. That's it. And all entrepreneurs who are watching, they can, be, they can close sales. Because if you believe in what you have, first thing is you got to have the belief like we talked about, yeah. the mindset, right? And you find out about the company, you do your research, find out their problems and how you can solve their problems. So then you can go in and talk to that individual. And that's how you get better to close those sales. But you can learn because all it is is having a conversation and learning some of the processes, you know, sales processes, the selling cycle and how to close sales. And those are simple. How much of it is numbers and volume, right? Meaning like, hey, making sure you get enough calls, making sure you, because online I see a lot of that where somebody is, is disappointed because they're not successful. But I'm looking like, you know, you ain't selling on the webinar, you just ain't have enough people registered. If you don't have enough people registered, you're never gonna get it. If we're doing face-to-face, -face, if we're doing phone calls, is it is that one of the things you and your team looking at? It's like, hey, do you even have enough calls scheduled to actually get the output that you want? Yes, you, you need, it's, it's, it's a, sales is numbers. Mm. It's all numbers. Because you have to have enough people to talk to because we know most of the people you talk to going to tell you no or not right now. Yeah. So you have to have enough people to talk. So yes, there's numbers that you want to set in place. You know, I need to make a hundred dials today, 150 dials today, and I may close about three people. Mm. Yeah. So you have to have numbers to work with. So then you can, then you also want to track what you're doing, how many people that I talked to, how many people said to call back, how many, you know, so then, and it continues, the more you do it, the better it gets and the less dials you have to do. Hmm. 
That's good. As you talk about this, it also takes me back to my early selling days. I'd done phone sales in the past and knowing that, hey, if I got 100 calls today, making sure I showed up with the same level of energy for each one. You know what I mean? You talk about everything go back to that mindset yes. piece. Yes. But knowing that, hey, call number 56 could be the call. So I can't show up like, man, I just got rejected 55 times. Yes, right. I got to, you know, I can't act like, man, some, the last person just hung up on me, cussed me out, and told me don't ever call the house at dinner time again. Yes. But every time I got to show up as my best me because I never know what's on the other side of that, of that phone. Yes. Wow. I, I love it, man. This is such a great conversation. Um, Cal. Uh, you also, right, I want to talk about this, have developed resources to help people. Yes, sir. Can we just tell me about those and for the people, you know, how these resources can actually help them learn that teachable skill of selling? Yeah. Well, I got to thank you first, Lamar, for helping me create that, those resources, thank being you. part of your mastermind program. Thank you. Um, and that was Bert, was our sales objection flashcards. Yes. Was Bert. And, um, and I created those. They're actually like a deck of cards where you can play, shuffle, and, and you, they have on the front of the card has the objection and then on the back has your actual response. And I love them. I, I think it's one of the best <laughs> things ever created, right? Yes. Because again, to get good at overcoming yes. people's objections, yes. you gotta practice. Practice. And, I, and I, I, I believe this or not, I learned this from my daughter. My baby daughter just graduated from high school, Kennedy. And she's, you know, I used to say uh, sales, you know, sales, nah, um, she told me that practice makes permanent. Mm -hmm. And I said, whoa. You know, I used to say practice makes perfect. perfect. There's nothing perfect. There ain't none of us perfect. There ain't nothing perfect, you know, but it makes it permanent. Mm -hmm. I continue to practice, you get better, and now it becomes permanent. So. I love it. I love it. And you also got a, a, a another journal piece. Yeah, we do. Yes, we also have a uh, a sales planner for uh, for sales master closers. And you can get that as well, where it's daily, you can plan your sales. You can, uh, it has motivational mindset quotes in there to help you to track your daily, weekly, monthly progress in your sales as well. So you're talking about getting those numbers in. Yes. The sales track is literally helping you make sure that you get the numbers and track them yes, and, and get a good feel. I always feel like in sales, you gotta, like you said, like you said, what sales is numbers and math. Yeah. Like you gotta know what those numbers are so that you know whether you're even hitting them or not. And then knowing if I need to improve, do I need to change part of the process? What is it? And I felt like when you created that, that was the perfect way for somebody to literally sit there and track yes. what my success is. Cause I, well, one of my favorite quotes is you can't um, uh, improve what you don't measure, right? right? And what you don't That's track. Right. So right. you gotta be able to measure what the activity is. Right. What's the input, what's the output? and then be able to say, okay, how can I make it better? And if you ain't tracking it, you, know, you got no place to even begin. Yeah, you don't know, you don't know where, where, where you, how you good you are, where you are, you know, where you need to improve. So you have to track your results. I love it. Cal, tell the people how they can find you, how they can get a hold of you. If they want more information, if they want to get the cards, if they want to, you know, just get more resources, education around sales, what they need to do. Yeah, as a matter of fact, we did create the Closing Academy from, from the mastermind. That, that name came from you. So thanks again, Lamar. <laughs> and we have the close the closingacademy.com. You can go there and download. Actually, we have a free download, 10 things you need to know how to close sales. So you can go right there. And you also can get us, find us on Amazon. You know, we can find the planner and the flashcards, and you can also find them on the website as well. 
All right. Well, thank you, Kyle. I appreciate it. I'm encouraging all of you to go to theclosingacademy.com. Make sure you get a hold of the free resources. Make sure you get a hold of the closing cards. Make sure you get a hold of, listen, you need to track. You need to track what's going on in your sales, in your business. And these are the perfect tools. Hey, there are no excuses when it comes to not selling. If you are in business, your job is to bring in money. In order to bring in money, you must know how to sell. It is a learnable and teachable skill, right? That's right. It's a sales is a teachable skill. There we go, y'all. You heard it right here from Cal the Closer. This is Lamar Tyler, founder, creator, host of the Traffic Sales and Profit Show. And we'll see you next week as we talk more about how you can sell, how you can get to the money, and how you can build wealth only here on the Traffic Sales and Profit Show. The Combo, your home for conversations on Black entrepreneurship and wealth. Available on your favorite platforms.